Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. All right, welcome back to episode 152 of Two Drunk Brothers in a Podcast, presented by the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. It is Super Bowl week, so if you guys have been here before, we're going to be doing a fully blown Super Bowl betting episode. We'll talk all things about the game. We'll talk about player props, touchdown props, uh, even the fun bets like halftime, or not halftime, but like national anthem. You know, oh, national anthem so free. Will Will someone's tit fall out at halftime? Just all, all all that shit. Um, but first, also, this week's a little different. Yeah, this week's a little different because we also have a big UFC card this weekend. So we'll talk about that after Super Bowl. But I did it. I made a TikTok about this. If you guys don't follow us on TikTok, do so at Two Drunk Brothers. Obviously, uh, you guys haven't heard about the Bud Light next. Uh, it's it Bud Light's so new weird. version with the can. Yeah, it looks funky. It looks like a soda or an energy drink. It does kind of look like I thought. It lo- you know what it looks like? They look like sugar-free Red Bulls. That's what they look like. Yeah, they look weird. So they do look like sugar-free Red Bulls. They're in the skinny cans. Um, so basically what Bud Light Next is, it is 80-calorie beer, zero carbs, zero grams of carbs. That's the big gimmick. It's still 4% alcohol. I did a taste test earlier, and I'll do one again right now, but kind of the vibe it gives off. I don't know. Like, you drink it. It tastes like Bud Light's peach seltzer toned down to, like, negative 18. I don't know why I said negative 18. It just has a weird, like, seltzery taste to it. It has a beer taste at first, and then, like, it just kind of goes away and kind of tastes like water. Definitely going to be good for – Drinking out on the boat or like out on the river or lake, you could pound 12 of these. No problem. No bloat. Um, so definitely a great summer beer. I gave it like a 5.7 out of 10. It's not great, but it's good enough to to, to, to get the, to get the job done. Nice, nice. Probably not a good idea for me to try them. I'm getting my taste back. I've had a bad head cold. I was going to chug like a half a glass of just straight vodka or whiskey tonight on the podcast, but I went to my fridge earlier and took a swig and I kind of got some of my taste back and it almost threw up. So it's not a good idea, but I did it the other yeah. night and it tasted just fucking weird. If you ever lose your taste or smell and you take a sip of just straight vodka, the text, it doesn't sit right. It's like thick yeah. water. Just to be clear, he doesn't have COVID took a test, came back negative. Um, so <laughs> don't have those. Years, yeah. It's just, sinusy things i had i had some weird like head cold this week too like but anyway um my throat was scratchy and shit uh let's talk about let's dive into some stuff quick quick gambling recap for those of you who don't follow all of our daily plays we're starting to put more out on twitter 
uh, in Instagram. I try to try to share them on the Instagram stories. We put like a graphic every day of our two favorite bets. We do college basketball bets daily. So, and we literally not, don't do anything else other than football. Yeah. Like we haven't bet yeah. NHL or NBA all year. Well, I, I put out, I put out picks for the all-star game, which NHL all-star game, which, which worked. But other than that, like Travis said, it's pretty much just college basketball. So we do, um, two a day or maybe two or three a day. We're going to start putting out graphics on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, we're going to try Instagram. We're kind of bad about that. Uh, but as far as January is concerned, if you guys wanted to know our January ended and I had the thing pulled up right here and now it's gone. So that's fun. Um, but we actually ended up in the green in January, which I didn't think we were going to there for a little bit, but we kind of got hot at the end. Um, And I, I don't know where it all went. Sorry, I'm drawing a blank. Oh, I, I put it on this one. So January actually ended. Um, January, we are up almost 20 units. We went 195, 174, and 8. Uh, in college basketball, we actually ended up almost 10 units in college basketball. So we had another 8 units elsewhere. But again, you know, we put out two plays a day uh, on, on social media. So check them out there. If not, subscribe to the Patreon, get all of our plays. We put out like 10 plus a day. Usually usually have anywhere between, I would say 14 to 25 units a day. Some days on the Saturday, full cards, we get, we get a little carried away, but it is so tough. Like for me, whenever people release like these, like one and two play cards, I can never narrow it down because I always pick the wrong ones. So might as well go big or go home for me. Yeah. I mean, it, it works. We never really lose our ass, to be honest with you. So, so I want to talk about the gambling aspect of things before we move on. Uh, but let's, uh, before we move on to Super Bowl 56, we will talk about the NFL coaching carousel. It is complete. All of the head coaching vacancies have been filled. Um, so I wanted to ask the question, who do you think made the best hire? Who do you think made the worst hire for their head coach? Uh, best worst hire, I easy. think. Worst hire is easy. Uh, I don't have them all in front of me. Who, who Houston, do you think is the worst hire? Houston Texans, Lovey Smith, worst hire, easy, easily. Dude hasn't been relevant in a decade. Couldn't win in Illinois. Uh, I think. I mean, yeah, he did win a playoff game, went to an NFC Championship game with the Bears, but I mean, he hasn't done shit since then. It's not great, but at least he has succeeded in the NFL before. Yeah. No, I'm not saying this is the worst one. I think uh, I I was not a big fan of the Chicago Bears hire, Matt Eberflus at all. Yeah, Matt, it was a weird hire. They definitely should have gone in offensive direction. So yeah, I mean that's not a if you want to claim that as a, as the worst hire, I I don't doubt it. Is Eberflus going to be a bad coach? I don't think so. I think he's just a, a little too early. A little too early, I think. Um. So yeah, it's best not best it's definitely going in the opposite direction of where the NFL is going. I will say that best hire. I think um, I'm not going to be a homer here. I think Josh McDaniels is a home run for, uh, for the Raiders. Mean Mike. Oh, Josh McDaniels. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That is a good hire. I do. I will go with the other McDaniel. I, I am, I am going to be a homer. I say Mike McDaniel is, is a great hire for the Miami Dolphins. Just watching the videos of him. Uh, you know, he kind of is the exact, I was telling Travis this before we got on started recording. He's the exact opposite of the drywall personalities of Adam Gase and Brian Flores. Um, 
You know, Brian Forrest kind of a hard ass. Didn't really show his cards. Adam Gase was a fucking dipshit. Um, so McDaniel's the exact opposite. I do like Josh McDaniels in, in Vegas, though. Um, I feel I think, like he's kind another, of a – he comes from the Bill Belichick tree where he's like no-nonsense guy, which is kind of what they need. They do. They do need no 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 nonsense down there. I also didn't hate the Saints promoting the de- their defensive coordinator head coach either, Dennis Allen. I don't think that's that's a bad move. He's bit yeah. He's in the organization. They've had a stellar defense the last few years. Can't can't hurt. That's true. They're just they're kind of a mess right now because they don't have any identity on offense whatsoever. So the, I think they're handing someone. I think they're handing him, knowing like they. That's why they hired internally because they know that this is kind of a rebuild. To be honest with you, like they're yeah. kind of rebuilding. So, so those those are. Um, who one last thing? Who do you think was snubbed, or you can't believe still isn't a head coach? Like a coordinator that's out there, they're like, oh, "How the fuck is he not a head coach?" Uh, I mean, what year three now? Where we Eric Bieniemy? Uh, yeah, but I mean, if you really think about it, like, how much do you think he really wants an NFL head coaching job? You know, he's he's probably getting paid a good amount of money. He's winning. He has not not a lot of pressure on him because look at his offense. I mean, well, and Andy Reid is a lot is like a big mastermind of that offense. Like it's kind of like a they kind of like share roles. I'm pretty sure doesn't doesn't Andy Reid call plays? I don't know. I, I'm I don't know if they like if he completely calls plays, but I'm sure a lot of the trick plays are kind of come from him. Um, yeah, but I mean, he his his role there is just. It's so it's a cake. cake. It's, it's cake. so easy. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't, easy. I don't, I don't disagree. So Eric Bieniemy is on my list. Like you said, year three now of like, why the fuck is he not a head coach? Maybe because he doesn't want to be, you never know. I think he only took one interview and that was with, uh, was it with the Denver? Saints? I can't remember. Oh, uh, might've been the Saints. Saints I don't know. Oh, he did. Okay. Still, so. he, he, he didn't get a ton like some of these other people did. So, um, no. NFL coaching here, carousel, Chicago and Houston, you're fucked. Um, everyone else, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, other than that, let's dive into Super Bowl Fifty Six. We're gonna break this down into three different three different areas, guys. We're gonna talk about the game overall, not just from a gambling aspect. But we're gonna talk about it from just a game aspect. How do we see the game playing out? And we'll give you game lines, whether it's spread, money lines, over unders, whatever it is. Then we'll talk about player props, and then we're gonna talk about the fun props, like. Uh, you know, halftime stuff, uh, coin toss, shit like that. So that's the three years we're, we're going to break it down in. Talk about the game. What do you think is going to be the biggest storyline or the, like something in this game that you think is going to play a, a major factor in how it ends? And how it ends? Or just how, do, like something you think is, the, how do you think, something you think is going to have a major role in the game? Like you're like, this is going to be something I'm going to keep an eye out on because it's going to have a major impact in how the game is played out. That's tough. That's not tough for me. Um, I think it's actually, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Uh, I'm going to say the Rams ability to run the ball because we all know that that, that they can pass but we saw what happened whenever the Bengals shut down Patrick Mahomes in the second half of that AFC Championship game. Then they had a tough time moving the ball. If 
if the Rams come out and they're firing on all cylinders, running for seven yards, throwing it for 20 yards, and they're just running, just jamming it down their throats at will, I think it's going to be tough. But if they can't ever establish like a heavy run game, uh, I think, I think they will kind of flip sides in the second half, kind of like we saw in the AFC championship game. Yeah. I mean, the Rams ability to run the ball for me, what, what caused them to win that Tampa Bay game. Cause they established the run earlier. They're able to run heavy and often. Um, and it kind of got them out in front, but they, uh, their offense is so weird. They'll run heavy one game. And then it's like, they don't ever give the running back to lie today. The next game. It's tough because Cincinnati is the eighth ranked, the eighth best ranked run defense in the national football league. So they know how to stop the run. I, I do think that that is a big factor. If the Rams can establish the run early, and you leave the ball into Matt Stafford's hands in a high-pressure situation, a guy who's never been there. Neither of these quarterbacks have been there before. But to a quarterback who's really never played, at, you know, he didn't play for national championship at Georgia. He's never been past the first round of the NFL playoffs. Uh, with Joe Burrow, I mean, granted, he's, he's won a national championship. He's done all that shit. I think he has a little bit a better understanding of the pressure. As crazy that is for me to say that Joe Burrow can handle pressure better than Matt Stafford can. If you put the game solely in Matt Stafford's hands, he's bound to fuck up at least once or twice. I, I think taking, it also, taking... I think it also helps that Joe Burrow's getting this at such a young age, where he's probably thinking like, not not like, oh, I can, I'm allowed to fuck up, but like, he has a lot of opportunities to come back. Matt Stafford, well, yeah, he's not old by any means, but like his his years are limited and probably leading a Super Bowl team to a win. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he's definitely on, on the wrong side of 30 for sure. Way almost 40. I think, um, I, th- I don't think, I think he's a, that, that old. Oh yeah. We looked this up before he, but he is, he is, like, he is, a, he, is a, he is 34. Yeah. I knew he, he was, he was on the wrong side of 30. Um, but I think a big component of this game is going to be, and it's kind of like a no shit, Jared, but hear me out. It's actually kind of legit. The Rams pass rush and defensive line versus the Bengals offensive line. The Bengals offensive line has played very inconsistent this postseason. They allowed one sack against the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game compared to the nine they allowed against the Titans, who to me have a very mediocre pass rush. The Titans, I don't think of them as a pass rush pass rushing team. Whereas the Chiefs, Frank Clark, um, the guy Bud Dupree, uh, Chris Jones, they have guys that can rush the passer. Melvin Ingram's one, not Bud Dupree. Melvin, wrong whatever, stealer. Mel, wrong stealer. <laughs> doesn't fucking matter. They have guys that can rush the passer. Obviously, the Rams do. Aaron Donald, Ashawn Robinson, Von Miller. They got a they got a nasty pass rush. If the Bengals' offensive line can play, they don't have. They're not going to stop them. Joe Burrow's going to get hit. If they can play well enough, if Joe Burrow gets sacked less than four times in this game. I think the Bengals win. Didn't I say that? Didn't I say that with the Chiefs game? You something said like if that? you got something close. And look what they did. They really helped him out. They moved. They were able to, you know, have design plays to move the pocket, get Joe Burrow moving, running. I think he ran for like thirty something yards in the first half. Yeah, and it, it just, they just didn't know what to do after after so many times of a quarterback getting out of the pocket and and running the ball upfield you're going to have to stop shooting your fucking ends upfield and you're going to have to kind of play some sort of a contain, which is what they end up doing. And if the Rams get put on that, then who knows what happens? 
I, I do think the Rams will come out. They'll have Aaron Donald play an end rather than D tackle. They'll, they'll put Aaron Donald on the end, have him rush the passer. He might hit him a couple of times, but as long as the Bengals can figure it out, here's the thing. We're going to be able to tell very early on whether or not the Bengals are going to be up to this task or not, if they can figure it out. I don't know. Um, we thought that against the Chiefs too. They were down by 20 points almost and came I'm, I'm never, I'm never counting the Bengals out, but I think, I think that's going to be it. But they also didn't allow Joe Burrow to get sacked. He got sacked one time. That's my. That's what I'm saying. If the Bengals O line can protect Joe Burrow and keep him under four sacks, I think they win this game. That is the big key for me. So the Rams pass rush versus the Bengals O line. They don't. They don't got to be perfect. They got to be good enough. I think what really helps in the Bengals' favor, and I guess you could kind of argue on the same side for the Rams, but not as much, is like the diversity and weapons they have uh, passing the ball because. Uh, Jamar Chase, while yes, some people would say Cooper Cup is better, he he requires a lot of attention. Jamar Chase does. So he's yeah. gonna, I mean, Jamar or Jalen Ramsey's gonna have to be shadowing him, or they're gonna have to have two defensive players on him. And that's well, they, they, I mean, that's they got it. that they got that old ass secondary. Fucking Eric Weddle's basically like, Yeah, I'm I'm going back to retirement after this. He basically came out and said that they pulled him out of retirement in January. To come play. I don't think he's going to be able to keep up with the physicality of. That's what I'm saying. There's no way. On God. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So I think. Uh, And you look at on the other hand. I I don't think stopping OBJ. Whatever. They'll be able to do that. Just don't put someone horrible. I mean. I guess they're going to have to put Eli Apple on him. But. uh, So as long as Mike Hilton is on Cooper Cup. I think they'll be all right. That's another thing. Like can Eli Apple lock up OBJ. Can he. Um, you know, is are we going to see a Van Jefferson sighting? Like, but like you said, to that point, if Hilton can keep up, you're not going to lock Cup up. He's going to get his catches. He's going to get his. He's going to get yards. Keep him from making those big explosive plays. He made two this postseason: one against the Bucks to win the game, and another one against the fucking Niners to win the game. If you can keep those explosive plays out of out of the realm, you're good to go. Now, on the other side of the ball, like you said, Jalen Ramsey is going to have to shadow. I'm sorry for my flickering right lights. I don't know what's going on with my with my, <laughs> with my ceiling fan. It's bugging the shit out of me. My lights are, like, flickering on and off. Um, on the other side of the ball, Jalen Ramsey is going to have to be on Jamar Chase. I think people forget about T. Higgins and um, – I can't remember Tyler his name Boyd. right now. Tyler, Tyler Boyd. Me and Travis watching that game, I didn't. we didn't realize how big fucking – was it T. Higgins? How big he is. T. Higgins is huge. I did yeah. not know how big he was. And it's going to be tough. You can't put fucking Eric Weddle on him. No. I mean, I don't even, he'll catch everything. Yeah. Who's who, who's the Rams' other, other corner uh, opposite of Jalen Ramsey? Uh, it's not Jonathan Johnson, is it? He's say, He plays for someone Rams else, I thought. Cornerbacks. Yep, John Johnson. Yep. Old John John. Yeah, so I mean, so those those are kind of the big matchups. I think, like Travis said, the Rams' ability to establish the run, which is basically the Rams, the Rams, the Rams' offensive line, their front seven, their ability to establish the run against the Bengals' defensive line, which is good. And then I said the Bengals' offensive line defending the Rams' pass rush, and we both kind of said that the secondary match, like it's kind of a no shit guys, but. I think those are the four key matchups. Can Jalen Ramsey contain Jamar Chase or can't, or can someone else cover Boyd and Higgins? 
And can Hilton lock up Cup enough? And if he can, can Apple do his job against against OBJ? That's kind of the the big the big storylines there. So, with that being said, let's talk about the bets. Bengals are four point dogs. Um, four and a half on DraftKings right now. They are four and a half on DraftKings. Everywhere else, I'm seeing those four. Um, so it depends on where you bet. Four, four and a half. I don't think it makes too much of a difference, to be honest with you. Um, the over/under is what is it? 48, 49 and a half, something like that. Forty-eight and a half. Forty-eight and a half. So shout out to our intern. He gathered some data for me, and I'll, I'll for us today. I'll spew these out, and then we'll give our picks. But these are this is some really interesting stuff. I'm glad he found this. So shout out Zach. Um, the under has hit three years in a row in the Super Bowl. But with that being said, Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Shopify presents cool sheets from aha to lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat induced insomnia. That was my aha moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible. Signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. (laughs) Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22 shopify.com slash free 22. There has only been four, three different times where there's been, where the under has hit four times in a row or more. It was 69 to 75, 85 to 88 and 05 to 08. So the data tells us that, you know, this, this is, the last three Super Bowls, the over-under was 56, 53, 55 and a half. This one's 49 and a half. And the under hit three years in a row. And you don't see a lot of times where the where the same trend hits more than three times in a row. Take that with what you will. Also, since 2001, underdogs are 14 and 7 against the spread. Love that number. One more, and, I, and we'll talk about it. Underdogs of four or more. Are six and zero against the spread in that time span, and five and one straight up. All right, <laughs> all right. Um, so shout out, sh- shout out, shout out, Zach for 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 those for that data because that was that was some some good deep dives there. Yeah, that was nice. Obviously, me and Jared are are on the Bengals. That's it's kind of more of a the Bengals money line pick is more of a bet with your heart type thing. However, I do love, I love Bengals four and a half. I like, I still like them at four. Um, I just think that's too many points. We've seen so many close games down the stretch of this postseason. Uh, A lot, a lot, a lot. I think regardless, this game comes down to 
I mean, you gotta think it's the NFL, the shit that they've pulled, all these games coming down to the last possession or overtime. I think it comes down to the last possession. And it's gonna be really hard if it comes down to the last possession and not cover that four or four and a half. I like it a I'm, lot. I know me too. I like it at three units at, at plus four, even uh, maybe even four or five units. I don't know. I might change my mind before Sunday. Depends on what my bankroll is looking like. But as of right now, I like it at three units. That is like a proverbial lock for me for the Super Bowl. And I'll do like yeah. one on the money line. It's gonna be my my biggest bet for sure on the Super Bowl Sundays. Bengals plus four. With that being said, like Travis, think about it. These game these two teams have played six combined games in the in the playoffs. The only time the Rams literally ran away with it is because they played the fucking dog water Kyler Murray led Arizona Cardinals. Other than that, they had to win on a last second field goal against Tom Brady. They were whooping their ass the whole game and then they let them back in it. They came back against the Niners and won on a last second field goal. The Bengals have literally won every single game on a last second or game winning field goal. They won every game by three fucking points. I agree with Travis. This can be a one possession game. Doesn't matter if the Bengals win or lose. I like them plus four. I like a money line plus one eighty. I actually like them at a unit and a half money line. So I may actually do three or four units on plus four, but I like them a unit and if and a half money line. And if you're really on the fence uh about like man, like I don't know, I can I can't really trust them four and a half. I can see the Rams winning by a score. Um I like a seven point teaser of Bengals plus eleven and a half and over forty one and a half. Yeah, I'm almost leaning the over straight up anyway. It seems a little bit low for me. And the data that I just spewed off to you, like you don't see a lot of Super Bowls where it has the consecutive like unders hit. We've had under in the last three. Um, I almost like the over straight up. I don't have it as, as an official play. Again, my mind may yeah, change. I, don't I won't Sunday. bet it. Um, what I do like, this is this Travis, you and I did this last year. I actually like Rams first quarter minus one. Now, I know this depends a lot on who who wins the coin toss, but the Bengals have been notoriously slow out of the gate these playoffs. Like they they were slow against both the Bengal against uh against the Chiefs and the Titans. I really and, honestly am like convinced that if the Bengals want to win this game, it's going to be kind of like a come from behind victory. I mean, it's going to be I think so too. Fourth quarter, they're going to be losing going into the fourth. And they're going to have to score ten points or so, and and, and come back. I mean, that's just what it's going to be. That's what that's what I, they've I, done. That's who they are. Yeah, I think so too. Which is why I don't mind the Rams first quarter. Hell, even the Rams first half. I think it's like minus two first half Rams. Um, I like them quarter though, minus one. It's a little bit risky because you run the risk of okay, if they both score a touchdown to seven seven, you're losing that bet. Because I think money line first quarter Rams minus one fifty five. A little too rich for me. Then minus yeah. one was minus. Was minus 105. I wouldn't mind talking you know, in the Rams first quarter just because I know the Bengals. And if the Bengals come out and they get up big early, fuck it, I don't care because I got them plus four in money line too. So it's just kind of exactly. more of sp- spreading the wall. It's kind of like a kind of like a hedge where it's not even really a hedge because it's like, okay, cool. Let the Rams have the first half because I'm confident in the Bengals in the second half. Uh, yeah. So, so I don't, I don't mind quarter. that one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like I like first half more than first quarter, just because a lot of teams don't try to obviously just given the situations try to score at the end of the first quarter. Like they could have the ball on the three yard line and they they just run for a first down and True. there's thirty seconds left and they let it run out. I hate that. Let me let me look it up for sure. Make sure I know the spread is accurate for first half. Um, it is point up. It's actually Rams minus three first half. 
That is that's weird. A too, that's a little too rich for me. I don't like. I might just lay off that unless it drops to to one or one and a half. I would. I'll lay off that completely. That's that's why I like the first quarter bet because it was minus one. Uh, that's why I said the first quarter, and it also depends on who gets the ball first. So a little bit risky, but I just thought thought I'd toss it out if, there. Here's a crazy bet for you. Now we're diving. We're not. We're not obviously betting this unless we really like them. But you can bet halftime, full time bets. Rams leading at halftime. Bengals winning the game plus eight fifty. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> In full time do. though, that's no overtime. Ah. Uh... I would be but so still. fucking mad. I'd be so fucking mad. I was say, yeah, because Rams halftime tie full time is plus twenty five hundred. Yeah, no, I would. I I, I, I don't mind that. That's solid. Yeah, that's that, that's worth a half unit to throw on it. I mean, that's that that's some good value. Again, we we we're just kind of shooting the shit here. We're gonna dive into some analysis, but we're gonna give our full card on Patreon. We will probably. Actually, no probably about it, Travis. We will have it out on Saturday. We're not going to be rushing around Sunday morning doing this. Um, we're going to have it out on Saturday, Friday or Saturday. But let's talk about player props. First and foremost, yes. actually, I had we don't want to do had, we don't want to do special props first. We do player props. Yeah, no, because people we're we're still in the first half of the episode. People want to hear the shit first. Um, I had MVP odds. Talk about this first. Let's actually talk about that after we talk about player props. So player props. I have on my list that I'm looking at right now. I have one, two, three, three is kind of, I have one player on there twice. I have two different props for him. I got one, two, three, four, five, six. I have six player props and a player I think can win MVP for some good value. Okay. I'm so do you want, do you want me, do you want, do you want me to, kick, to kick things off? Okay. Go, go ahead. Going first with one. That's not a ton of value, but it, it's, it's, Good enough. Uh, it is a minus 170 odds, and that is Joe Burrow over one and a half passing touchdowns. Matthew mm-hmm. Stafford's even higher. This is like 200. Minus 230. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Joe Burrow, one and a, if they're going to even like want to be remotely in this game and not a complete blowout, he's going to get two passing touchdowns. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, I like that. I saw that too. I liked it. I got another quarterback prop. Matthew two units. Stafford, two units. Okay. I'm not putting, I didn't put you in some mind, but I can throw them out there. Matthew Stafford over 35 and a half passing attempts. He's attempted 38 and 45 passes in the last two playoff games. He only attempted 17 in the Cardinals game, but that's because the defense did a lot of work. I already stated that the Bengals have a good run defense. Travis already is kind of envisioning the Rams struggling to establish the run. I think he was kind of alluding that earlier. And if that's the case, they're going to have to put the ball in Matthew Stafford's hands. 35 and a half. Again, he had 38 and 45 in the last two playoff games. It's minus 130. I like that. I like a, a unit and a half on that one. All right. I don't mind that one. Um, do, do we want to throw this one out there? I'm kind of on the fence about it. Matthew Stafford interception. I did it in the freaking Bucks game, and he didn't do it. And then I didn't do it in the Niners game. He threw it on there. Uh, but – I mean, minus it's, it's 145. Matthew, it's Matthew Stafford in a high pressure game. Um, it's close. I don't know. I thought about it. I think I like, I think I might like this one better. And it is Matthew Stafford, longest completion over 39 and a half yards. 
Yep, he uh, loves he 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 loves that deep ball. That deep ball is it gets him a lot. Even not even throwing it deep, Cooper Cup like a ten yard completion, he runs far. That's it happens yeah. a lot. It's minus one ten. So or even I mean honestly, our, our our guy Kendall Blanton. I mean he he caught he's catching a lot of those passes <laughs> and he did. He had like a couple where he caught him like seven yards and ran another twenty five. I mean they they air the ball out a lot. So if it doesn't happen, minus one ten odds, uh, you can't pass that up. So I'll take that. So I have one right here. It's it's a it's a player on the Bengals, and I'm torn on as to which one I want to take. So I'm going to ask you, Travis, and this is can be a two drunk brothers kind of collaboration. I don't know if I want to do Joe Mixon's over on rushing and receiving yards, which is at 92 and a half. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down... The likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Or just as over on receiving yards. His over on receiving yards is at 25 and a half. How many receiving yards has he had in these past postseason games? I think he had 27 last week. It was close. I'm looking it up. And then he had, um, God damn it, Joe Mixon. He had 27 last week, 51 the week before, and 28 against Vegas. 40 in week 17, 70 in week 16 against Baltimore. He's had it in his last five games. Yeah, so I mean, it would only make sense at, to to take just. I would take just the receiving because again, then you get into the you get into the okay. If they're down seventeen points, well, they're going to be doing a lot of passing. Okay, so and I'm going to change it to have somebody's rushing yards in that instance. So I'm going to change it right here on my sheet to twenty five and a half receiving yards. It's not the value really doesn't change all that much because. The over on rushing and receiving was um, was minus one fifteen. The over on just receiving is minus one twenty. So you're not really losing any value there. I like that a lot. I think you just convinced me. I was torn on it because Joe Mixon's been a big key of that offense. He catches. My thing is he catches a lot of those dump offs and he takes off and runs up the field. I think twenty five yeah. and a half yards receiving should be easy. So that's that's my pick. Joe Mixon over twenty five and a half receiving yards minus one twenty. I'll do two units on that one. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to move on to one that is just popping out at me and I can't not take it because I haven't taken it for a while because I hate this player and he's burned me. Uh, it's going to be cut. over on Odell Beckham's uh, receiving yards. That's 63 and a half. So I have his over on receiving yards and his over on catches. His catches are a little bit more value. It's five and a half receptions. It's plus 115. I like them both. I mean, I, I really do. I think – they're gonna have the, to get him involved because yeah, the, 
They're they're just gonna have to. But and if if Eli Apple's shadowing him, not not to say that he gets torched all day long, but you know he's gonna get torched a, a time or two or three. Uh, or so even 60. Eli Apple's really good at keeping players in front of him too. Like even Odell gets an eight nine yard hook a hook a little hook route catch. Eli Apple's there and to tackle him. Like he lets he doesn't really get torched. He just lets players catch the ball in front of him, which isn't a bad thing, but sometimes it's not not the greatest thing. Right. So over sixty three and a half or minus one fifteen, a unit and a half, and then Jared Lynch is over and catches plus one fifteen, maybe just a unit. Yeah, I mean, I because I think if I think he can get to six three and a half without getting the six catches, but if if Hilton, like you said, is going to be is Hilton right? It's going to be on on Cup. If Hilton can lock down Cup, like we think, not lock him down, but limit him, I think that OBJ is definitely going to see some volume. And it just depends on if Higby's back. Like that's that's another big question we did talk about. Like, I was, are, yeah. the, are the tight ends going to be back for both teams? It's so funny too because. In our uh, AFC in our championship preview, we love the tight ends, and they were getting involved early and often, and they both get hurt in the first quarter. And it's like, dude, come on! Like they were yeah, and then, both the, all those props would have smacked. And then Sample and Uza and then uh, Blanton went off, went off. So, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So uh, let me see. I have I I have another one right off right off the bat that I like a lot. No, I'm I like, looking at I'm looking at Tyler Higby's status. Sean McVay said yesterday, uh, asked if Higby will be able to practice. He said I don't think so. And then he said we'll see. I don't I don't think he's going to be there. I would like to see if uh, Kendall Blanton will have some props come. Come the yeah, because he's not out there right now. Kendall, keep an eye on Kendall Blanton. The funny thing is, Travis, is that CJ Uzama was actually – I think I saw him on some props earlier. I don't see him on no, DraftKings. No, he's not. No, he's not. I was mistaken. My next one that I like, I like Van Jefferson's under 29.5 receiving yards. It's minus 115. This dude is obviously like the redheaded stepchild in this offense. Even – it seems like Matt Stafford, even when Tyler Higby's not playing, he likes Kendall Blanton. Um, which, by the way, can we go ahead and say that Kendall Blanton might have been the most underutilized Mizzou tight end ever in history. Like he didn't get utilized. I think he had all. less than a hundred yards at Mizzou, and now he's in and, the Super Bowl. Yeah, as I mean, like a, just might be starting. Yeah, can we just say hey, Mizzou fucked up on that one? Um, <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. So Van Jefferson under twenty nine and a half receiving yards. I think with Cup, OBJ, um, shit, even uh, Cam Akers and Michelle and. Blanton, all these other gadgets that Stafford has, I just don't think he'll see a lot, a lot of volume. So it's under 20 and a half. It's not a lot. One catch could fuck you, but it's, it's a risk I'm willing to take. That's just a unit for me, though, minus, minus 115. Yeah, I like that. Um, now I'm looking – we got we to gotta have someone in the Bengals' offense that is going to be getting some yards or catches. or I had, I, I had Joe Mixon. I don't – I had Joe Mixon. Yeah, but that's that's the running back. You don't like count him so much. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna have to look at something with T. Higgins just because of how much he got utilized whenever Jamar Chase was getting locked up. Uh, so, do we like his over five and a half catches or his over of uh, sixty nine and a half yards? Nice. Yeah, that's tough, man. That's tough. Both those are tough. What, what did he have last week? Look it up real quick. 
my computer kind of sucks and you have two screens. Yeah, no, and you also are lagging a little bit. Um, T. Higgins, last week, he did – he had six catches for 103 yards against Kansas City, seven catches for 96 yards against Tennessee, one catch for 10 yards against Vegas. I'd like the over 69 and a half rather than him getting the six catches first. I do too. Sounds like he's I targeted deep. Uh, yeah, yards yards per reception, 17.17 against Kansas City, 13.71 against Tennessee, and then obviously he just had the one catch in, in Vegas and it was 10. Um, but then you go, you want to go back to regular season, uh, average yards to catch 20.67, 16.17, uh, 11.5, 22. So, yeah, he's definitely more of that downfield. Like, feels like his average probably air target is is past, past the first down sticks. So, I would go ahead and lean T. Higgins yards rather than catches for sure. All right. There we go. So, that's our Bengals player. Um, kind of sucks not betting a Joe or a Jamar Chase or Cooper Cup one because those are guys that are influenced yeah. a lot in that offense. But it's just it's they're hard. too high. They're too high. Cooper Cup's way too high. He's 106 and a half receiving yards. And how many catches is he at? It's probably I almost kind of, man, I think it's eight and a half. Yeah, it's eight and a half. Yeah. I would not be opposed to taking Cooper Cup's over and yards just because you know that he gets the ball. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to lay off that. Lay off that mightily. Mightily. All right. Yeah. So that is, I have, I have one more prop. It is a touchdown scores prop for everybody with some value. Anytime touchdown score, Joe Burr, Joe Burrow, baby. Anytime TV score, is it a bit risky? It's plus 500, but for him to rush you know, a touchdown, it's what I'm saying. Like he has some wheels, but you know, he has some <laughs> wheels and he's not scared to get out of the pocket. I, you know, I could very easily see him like the Bengals have like third and goal. I'm, I'm envisioning this scenario already. Bengals have third and goal on like the eight yard line. Joe Burrow drops back, evades a pass rush. It's a zone coverage. So the fucking Rams players are playing back on their heels. He just takes off and goes and scores a touchdown. I could very uh, easily see that happening. I have a really good one for you. It's Kendall Blanton plus 230 anytime touchdown. If Tyler Higby doesn't play, I like that. I think even regard even when Tyler Higby was starting um in that Buckingham's game game before in the Bucks game he got the he was the first touchdown scorer. I think Tyler yeah, I, I mean they they get the ball in short yardage situations and on the goal line a lot like far enough to pass it and it's not enough space for those little guys like OBJ and Cooper Cup to get open and Kendall Blanton just does like a just chips a guy off the line and gets out gets out and catches and he's a dude. He's a fucking big dude. He's six six two yeah, six. Huge. Yeah, huge. Jesus. So, no, I don't I like that. So, so I like I like both for anytime touchdown scores. Um, mine's a little bit more risky. I would only do a half unit on that. Half unit to win two and a half, whatever the hell it is. Um, Travis is plus two fifty. Probably toss a unit on that. Kendall Blanton. I do, I do like those a lot though. MVP. Obviously, every year the Super Bowl MVP, the favorites to win. Or you guessed it, the freaking quarterbacks. Matt Stafford's actually even money, which is blows my mind. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Yeah, I mean, if you want, if you like the Rams to win, then you're you're, you're basically almost getting Rams money line at even money. I, don't, I hate how I can't find it on damn DraftKings. It's hard. You know what I'm saying, though. Yeah, yeah, but then you look. I like Joe Burrow at plus two twenty five because obviously we like the Bengals to win. Um, but it's always a quarterback, unless the quarterback doesn't. Like I know, was it two years ago when Julian Edelman won the Super Bowl MVP for for the Patriots? Um, James White got robbed. That James year. White did, yeah. That was yeah. the year he scored like three fucking touchdowns. No, 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 no. That was the year that they came back from the Falcons and the fucking and some like s- secondary player won it. Oh. Uh, yeah, the year Julian Edelman won was maybe won thirteen to three, right? Yeah, yeah. He had like eight catches for one hundred and fifty yards or some shit like that. Uh yeah. yeah, you're right. But either way, that's essentially you're essentially getting Bengals. And I tweeted this earlier from our account. Uh, you're essentially getting Bengals money line at that plus two twenty five because if the Bengals are going to win, it'll take Joe Burrow to have a bad game. A bad game for him to not win MVP. Yeah, because then you're looking at the. I mean, Jamar Chase is up there, but again, I mean, this is going to come. They're going to have to spread the ball out. They're going to have to. Something that are that are intern throughout there that I thought was kind of interesting. What about a uh, shooter at plus no fifteen thousand? No, no chance. chance. No chance. It'd be kind of interesting. I mean, if, if you think he about would the have to mix. It would it would come down to having to make more than just a game winning field goal. He oh yeah, to, absolutely. You'd need to have like six field goals plus a game winning like fifty five yarder to, to yeah. win it. But a plus fifteen thousand, that's worth throwing like even like a tenth <laughs> a tenth of a unit on it. I mean, seriously, it is. It is. Um, other than that, I everyone so many people are putting money on Aaron Donald uh, to win MVP. It's not going to happen. A defensive I, hate, player. I, I, I hate I hate that fucker too. I can't stand yeah, him. I, I hate Aaron Donald so much with a passion. I think don't get me wrong, I think he's good, but he is way, right. way pumped up. Way, way overhyped. That year that he won defensive uh MVP, I think it was it was last year, last season, he won uh the MVP. It should have been TJ Waters, Avian Howard. They both got robbed because Aaron Donald gets fucking sacks. Whoop de fucking do. Yeah. That's all I gotta I say. I totally about that. agree. Um, I mean, I think other, I'm telling you, if, if the Bengals win, it's going to be Joe Burrow. 
unless like Trey Hendrickson has like six sacks with like a strip sack fumble recovery touchdown or something like that. Like yeah. it's gonna it's gonna be if you're gonna try to bet a defensive player from each team, I would go Trey Hendrickson, maybe someone a little a little more obscure than Aaron Donald, and then quarterbacks. Jalen Ramsey at plus ten thousand. I don't think he's gonna get. Uh, I, he's literally he Von Miller. Six. Von Miller's not gonna win the Super Bowl MVP because he had his chance with the Broncos and didn't do and it. And he's too so, old. He's yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't even. I don't think his snap share is not even not even that high. I was gonna say he doesn't play that much. And who the fuck is Trent Taylor? He Trent Taylor isn't he the punt returner for the Bengals? Look him up. He's the punt returner for the Bengals. Little white guy. Yeah, he is. He is actually ahead of players like Van Jefferson, Trey Henderson, Higby, Uzama, Ramsey, Sample. He's actually the same odds as all those guys, but still crazy. Hey, think about it though. Tie game, fourth quarter, three minutes left, punt the ball away, punt return, touchdown would get you the MVP. It really would. Yeah. Although that year, whenever what's his nuts made the interception of Russell Wilson at the goal line, didn't didn't win the MVP. Malcolm Butler. Yeah, I think I think if the if I obviously the game was on the line, but I think if if he would have like had had to score a touchdown to win the game and would have had a pick six, then it would have been. Yeah, yeah, I think one interception on the goal line should have given the fucking MVP to Pete Carroll. <laughs> yeah, no shit. So those are player props. We're going to dive into the fun props real quick, but let's recap. Travis started out with Joe Burrow over one and a half passing touchdowns on minus 172 units. I had Matt Stafford over 35 and a half passing attempts, minus 130. I had two units on that. Travis, what was your next one? Uh, Matt Stafford's longest completion over 39 and a half yards. Okay. Mine was Joe Mixon over 25 and a half receiving yards, minus 120. And then Travis had OBJ's over on receiving yards, 63 and a half, minus 115. I had that as well as OBJ's over on catches at five and a half at plus 115, so plus value. My next one after that was Van Jefferson under 29 and a half receiving yards, minus 115. Travis liked T. Higgins over on yards. I think it was 69 and a half. And yep. then Travis liked Kendall Blanton anytime TD score plus 250. I like Joe Burrow anytime TD score plus five hundred, and then for MVP like Travis said, basically, if you're gonna if you're gonna bet somebody on an obscurity if it's a player, go past Aaron Donald, maybe a Ramsey, maybe a Trey Henderson for the Bengals, but really you're betting on Burrow or or Stafford, whoever wins that game. I really do think this is a year where you don't need to bet anyone outside the quarterbacks for Super Bowl MVP because whoever wins the game, it's that quarterback's gonna have to play great. Yeah, I mean, and it's going to take a really crazy, outlandish performance from somebody else in a in a below average quarterback performance. Absolutely. So let's move on to the fun props. These, these are always fun. Uh, thanks. Shout out to Bavada for having these. DraftKings did not have these props. Bavada does have them. Um, coin toss, heads and tails. It's minus one hundred five each. What do you think, Chef? <sighs> Got to go. Tails. Tails never fails, right? I I guess I've been I've always been prone like for ever since I like had the mind to think of my own not as like a child mind to that I've always went heads just because 
I feel like when it mattered for me and coin tosses, tails always failed and it always fucked me. So I've always been heads, but just for the sake of things, I'll go tails. Time out. How many influential coin tosses have you had in your life? You know, when when I was a kid and I needed a coin toss. I don't know. I feel I mean, like whenever talking, I played I, baseball, baseball when I was yeah, a kid. I, was, I forget that, man. You figure you should go to home plate and do the coin toss, man. That shit mm-hmm. was wild. What pressure on a fucking eight-year-old kid. And I would always pick play. tails. It never fucking hit for me. So I'm like, then when I got to be like 15 years old, I'm like, you know what? Fucking tails always failed me. Always. Yeah. So I'm going to start going heads. I would never bet on this, guys. I would avoid it like the plague. It's we did place. last year. We did against the, Chief, the Chiefs Niners, and we won it. Oh, well, I won't do it this year. Um, <laughs> national Anthem. This is the big one. Everyone's talking about it. Mickey Guyton. They call her Quickie Mickey. Don't care. It's so low. It's so low. So the it's it's on Bovada they have it at a minute and 40, but everywhere else has a minute and 38 from what I saw. A minute 38 seconds, that is. Every single national anthem since 2013, except for the one Kelly Clarkson sang, has gone over one minute and 38 seconds. And that Mickey, was that was weird because remember they they didn't have like the rules in place to where when she stopped with like the last word. So the rule is is at the is it's at the completion end of the first of brave the first brave because people do like and the home of the brave and then fucking like extend it out and, and then they, they do well oh, they'll do brave and then they'll say brave and then they'll say it again and so yeah so at the end of the first brave I don't care. How fast she usually sings national anthems. It's not usually, bro. She's so here's the thing. She's sang it publicly one time at a nationals game, and it was a minute 26 seconds. You're gonna base that off people are calling her Quickie Mickey because she sung it a minute 26 seconds at a fucking nationals baseball game one time. This is the fucking Super Bowl. I agree with you, Travis. The over is you gotta put on a performance. Yeah, you're on the national spotlight. Unless she gets is how old is she? Look it up. I, I mean. She could get nervous if she's so just for you guys record. The over is the favorite at minus 135 on Bovada. Mickey Guyton is 38 years old. Okay, perfect. Not going to be that nervous. She's been around for a while. For some reason, I thought she was younger. Uh, over. Yeah, I'll put two. I'm, I'm fucking crazy. I guess I'll put two units on that over. Wow, you are crazy. I would do that. We're just talking about fun shit here, guys. Um, but yeah, I think I think the under the fact they haven't moved it at all. Whenever there's all these TikToks out there about Quickie Mickey and shit like that, um, yeah, there's there's no way that they're gonna allow that much money to be made on it. Um, I'm on as well. Let's scroll past these. So they have a bunch of commercial props, which is wild. I'm not gonna go through all those. But here's <laughs> one I thought. Here's one I here's a commercial one I thought was cool. Um, how many commercials will have a dog in it? Over under six and a half. Under that's a lot of dogs. Yeah, under is the favorite at minus one twenty, but the over is minus one ten. So I like the under. Right. I like that's a good value on the under six and a half commercials to have a dog. Yeah, I like that under. Here's a fun one. The first missed field goal of the game will be wide left, wide right, or short. Wide left and wide right are plus one ten, and short is plus four hundred. That's tough. Mm, I right. like most I think it's field- easier for a right-handed for right-footed kicker to push it than pull it. 
Yep. I was going to say the most, most of the field goals I see missed are right. Um, will Snoop Dogg smoke on stage at halftime? Yes is plus 110 and no is minus 145. I like the value. Of, of, of yes? I like the value of yes. Yeah, I bet he fucking – I bet he, they pay into him and he comes out and he's smoking. He's probably sitting there smoking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like like on like a stool or something. Yeah. I guarantee – yeah, he's absolutely going to be smoking. By the way, guys, I am – this is the most I've been pumped for a halftime show in a long time. It's going to be great. Fucking uh, – I will actually sit down and watch this halftime show. Um, another halftime show prop. Will any part of Eminem's performance be censored? Yes is minus 180. No is plus 135. I, I think that's easy minus 180 value. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think, think so, so anyway. Will Eminem wear a hoodie or a hat? Yes, minus 150. No, plus 115. Black ball cap. Yep. <laughs> Black ball cap. Absolutely. Yep. Um, they have the more, the, the wardrobe malfunction thing, which we've, you're not going to talk about that. Cause it's plus nine fifty is yes. The, here's an interesting <laughs> one that our intern brought to me at my attention. I did not know about how many players will have a passing attempt over two and a half is plus one fifteen, and under two and a half is minus one fifty. So you know Joe Burrow and Matt Stafford are right, right out of the gate. But think about how many Super Bowls we see where they run some fucking dumbass trick play. It's the last game yeah, of the year. I like year. that over. Yeah, you do too. I like that yeah. over for sure. Yeah, so that's what Zach said. Our intern said that he goes. I feel like you think about it because they had the 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 Philly Philly uh, three years ago, whenever it was, and then I think Julian Edelman threw a pass that Super Bowl when it was thirteen to three. I can't remember if someone goofy threw one last year, but OBJ I, I like, is, OBJ throws passes too. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So, so over two and a half plus one fifteen. Um, how many times will Roger Goodell be shown? This is from the kickoff to the final play, not before the game, not after the game. How many times will Roger Goodell be shown? Over one and a half is minus one twenty five. Under one and a half is minus one hundred five. So before you said it, I was thinking in my head. I was like, if it's if it's two and a half, I don't know what I'll take because I I was liking either two or three, so I like that over. Like the over? Okay. Um, how many times will the chains be used for measurement? I think, I think it's a big game. They're not, wanting to, they're not wanting to fuck this up. Over is one and a half minus 110. Under one and a half is minus 120. Call me crazy, but I like the under. Mm. Twice in a game? I'm trying to think of the last time that I see the chains come out a lot. I don't see him come out that often. Yeah, I mean it, it. It is the favorite. It is the favorite. I don't. I don't. I don't disagree with you there. Um, let's see what else we got here. Who will be shown first on the national anthem? The people in the if they're in the background does not count. This is the NBC broadcast. So when they're playing the national anthem, who's shown first? Matt Stafford or Joe Burrow? I think it's Matt Stafford. The guy, I was so diving into it. The guy who's been like long awaited Super Bowl parents yep. or like fan loved Joe Shiesty, Joe Cool. People love seeing him publicly. That's tough. 
Minus one twenty, Matt Stafford. Minus one ten, Joe Burrow. I would lean. I would lean Matt Stafford just because I feel like a lot of people. It called me crazy too, but I feel like he's more well known, especially to like the older crowd, the people who oh, don't yeah. watch football that are going to be watching this game that don't watch it religiously. No, Matt Stafford's a more household name. Absolutely, I don't. I don't disagree that at all. This one's easy money, I, and if we can bet it, I'm going to bet it somewhere. Who will be shown first on the national anthem? Sean McVay or Sean McVay? Yep, minus one fifty. Yeah, that's so that's so easy. I was listening to part of my take in there. Like, could you pick show, if you saw if you were at a coffee shop and Zach Taylor standing next to you, you would know who he is. No, absolutely. No. He looks like a plain, nope. plain ordinary dude. Yep. Nope. <laughs> I mean, shout out him. I mean, remember we were all dragging him last year. I thought he was gonna get fired, and he's in the fucking Super Bowl now. I mean, good, but he looks like a. And I, I fucking hate Sean McVay's haircut. That is like uh that's the haircut that we had that I had when I was in middle school, which probably about plays out because I think Sean McVay's like two years older than me. Isn't he? I just Googled crazy? Zach Taylor. I didn't know he looked like that. <laughs> really? <laughs> I had no idea. Not what I not what I was picturing. He looks like he definitely yeah, drinks a lot of beer. What is it? Oh, who does he look like? Sorry. Sean McVay's thirty six. Sean McVay's six years older than me. He just turned 36 in January. Day after my wife. Zach Taylor kind of looks like he'd be fun to hang out with. Oh, Zach, Zach, I said Zach Taylor looks like he pounds beers, bro. He looks like he pounds beers. All right, let me see if I can find anything else. Well, this is always a fun one. Probably comes home like, no, honey, I think I'll have a, a nice tall glass of water. Yeah. Um, <laughs> here's a fun one. Result of the first coach's challenge stands or overturned. Uh, if you could do double double here, I think it'll be Sean McVay challenge and it stands because he he is really good at challenging. I I, I no, will give him that. I've, he lost oh, both of them. You're right. You're right. So he, stands he is minus boneheaded. Minus one ten and minus one twenty. I got to mix up. I've been drinking a little bit tonight. I like stands because you know how hard it is to overturn. I like stands. Yeah, minus one ten. It's 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 not the favorite, but um, and team to make the first coaches challenge. Bengals or Rams? Rams minus one twenty favorite. Yep, Uh, and I knew that was going to happen. And I'm going to which will happen first in the game: a sack or a touchdown. Again, that's tough because who ever gets who gets the ball first? Yeah, sacks minus one thirty five, touchdowns plus one hundred five. Um, kind of like touchdown. I'm trying to see if there's any other. There's so many on here; it's insane. I mean, there's so much. The amount. Of, so I actually read today that eight billion dollars will be wagered on the Super Bowl. It's so nuts. It is easily the most gambled on day ever. I think. In, Bro, you can even bet on Super Bowl squares on Bavada. What? Yeah, Rams, Rams, Bengals, zero zeros plus four thousand. Uh, yeah, you can bet on all the numbers on, on on Bavada. Yeah. So it's basically like you get to pick your own square in a way. It's the end of the game, though. It's not like the quarters like we play. It's the end uh, of the game. Yeah, man, that's tough. Yeah. But they're all pretty high value. So 
That is Super Bowl 56 betting talk, guys. Again, we will have a full write-up. We're also going to put out the plays that we talked about on the podcast today on social media. I'll have Travis work up a graphic for that. We'll definitely put it out Thursday or Friday uh, this week. But now let's talk about UFC 271, which my very first question about this, and I initially when I thought, I was like, what the fuck was Dana White thinking? But I'm like, eh, he might not be so stupid. Is he dumb for having a fight, a pay-per-view fight night, pay-per-view event, on the same weekend as Super Bowl? No. You want to buy it in fucking Anaheim, that genius bastard. And I also think it's just like, I mean, people are going to be in the, they're going to be in the zone. So I feel like no one's going to be like preparing for the Super Bowl on Saturday night. Everyone, like whoever's hosting Super Bowl parties will, will be, ha- will be kind of like done and have everything ready come Saturday night. And so Saturday night, sit down, watch the fights. And the people who aren't having Super Bowl party, it's like, fuck it. I can trash my own house because I'm leaving tomorrow. Yeah, that's that's kind of the boat I'm in. I'm like, man, I'm I'm hosting people over at my house for Super Bowl Sunday, um, but like Travis said, oh, well, I'll probably get most, I'll probably get all my cleaning done Friday night and Saturday, and be ready to roll come Sunday, and I can watch the fights. So I don't disagree. I thought it was dumb, but then I was like, man, it's also in fucking Anaheim. You know, Dana White's ass is gonna be at the fucking Super Bowl after that. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. You know he's yeah, going to be Super Bowl so. Sunday night. Uh, how many of these fighters are going to be there? It's a, literally an hour away. So it's 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 kind of genius. Let's talk about it. It's a big, big event, a big title fight. We're going to start with title fight first and go down from there. Main event, middleweight title fight between the champion, Israel, the last style bender, Adesanya. He is the minus 280 betting favorite against the number one contender. This is a, their third fight, I think. Robert Whitaker, plus two twenty-five dog. I do not. I did not write out an analysis for this. Every other fight I have analysis right now for. I don't know how I want to feel about about this fight or where to lean. I mean, the I'm just, I'll I'll bet like half a unit on Robert Whitaker just because I want to see him win. Uh, I don't have a lot of confidence in it, and that's it. I don't either. He did say, I was reading some articles, that he said that Adesanya got in his head in their, in their last fight. Adesanya does have weaknesses. Jan Blachowicz showed him. Granted, Jan Blachowicz probably weighed every bit of fucking 40 pounds more than he did in that fight. But Adesanya's can, can be beaten. I don't like to bet on – I'm not going to bet on Adesanya in this one. It's minus 280. I have best fight odds pulled up. If I was going to bet on Adesanya, I think it'd be Adesanya by decision. I don't think Whitaker gets knocked out again. So Adesanya by decision. 
is plus 150, but I would just rather say fuck that and not, not root for a boring-ass fight. And I'll go ahead and take Robert Whitaker straight up at plus 225 on DraftKings. Yeah. At a half unit. I like my, my problem with betting on Robert Whitaker is the fact that we don't see a lot of the times where a belt gets taken from, from somebody by decision. It's very, very yeah. rare. Cause that usually is, and we say it time and time again, if you want to get, if you want to be the champion, you got to beat the champion. And it's really hard to beat the champion unless, by decision. Unless you're Devison Figueredo and just took it from fucking Moreno. Okay. Like, that was, that was a fluke. Um, yeah. It was it's bad. It's going to be hard too. for him also, to beat by bad. decision. And yeah. for me, it's tough because Robert Whitaker hasn't finished a fight since 2017. Okay. So you're almost you're almost like on the train of like let's do Adesanya by by decision then. Or just fight goes the distance. And it, and if Robert yeah, Whitaker or, does win it then fine cuz that's minus 120. Yeah. There you go. I think yeah, because the over well, that's just weird. Why is the over four and a half minus one fifty? If I go, oh, because I guess you can sell that extra two and a half minutes. Yeah, because a lot of books won't offer that fight goes decision prop. So if you can't get that, you're probably. I like Travis's bet there. Over four and a half of minus one fifty. I think that is probably the best bet here. Adesanya's going to play it safe. He's not going to want to go out and finish him. And Whitaker. If he wins, he wins. You know, maybe maybe do a little bit of both. Maybe do a half unit on Whitaker plus two twenty five, and then like a two units or a unit and a half. On I think you do a full unit open. on both, and and you could just take a little bit of a hit if it goes a decision and Adesanya wins. But I think you do a little bit of a, a little bit on both and just kind of cover your ass a little bit because the the off chance that Whitaker does win by decision, you could win both. But yeah, more than likely not. Very much so. So that's that's the main event. Uh, should be a fun one. The co-main should probably – this has fight of the night written all over it. Um, <laughs> it's a heavyweight fight. Uh, number three contender, Derek the Black Beast Lewis, minus 180 betting favorite against number 11, Ty Tuivasa, plus 155 dog. Man, I tell you right now, I love Ty Tuivasa, but this is a way too big of a jump too early. Uh, is it though? I mean, you got to yes. make a jump eventually, and Derek Lewis, I don't think – I'm not – I, I never know which way to sway on Derek Lewis. I feel like every big fight he has, he's a, he's almost kind of like let downish. Well, let's not forget Taito Ivasa was on a three fight UFC losing streak before he won four in a row in dramatic fashion. Three of them first round knockouts, one of them a second round knockout, and he got that got him to this point. We can't yeah, think we though, can't forget he, that though. When he started that three round that three fight losing streak. He jumped up too early then. He was way too young. This was uh, three years ago, and he immediately jumped up and fought Junior Dos Santos. Yeah. That's, that's a tough fight for him. This but now he's, now he's beaten. He knocked out Stefan Struve. He's like fucking 12 feet tall. He knocked out Greg Hardy, who is a fucking serial killer, and then <laughs> just murdered Augusto Sakai in, in like no time. Yeah, but then you look at Derek Lewis. Derek Lewis just knocked out somebody who was pretty high up. I can't remember who it was. Chris Dawkins, dude, sucks. He's a fucking cop. Hey, let's not let's not diss cops. I mean, <laughs> he was a he's a he's just a fat flub flubbery pussy though. I I just I can't bet on Ty Tuivasa in this fight. 
can't do it. I think it's the jump too early. I think Derek Lewis wins this one. I got to. I'm going to. I'm betting on how mad are you going to be if you bet on Derek Lewis and Tui Vasa just fucking sleeps him? You're going to be like, God damn it. I love that guy. And I just bet against him and he knocked him out. I won't because I also am betting on the under of one and a half rounds. My thing is, if it doesn't end in the first, it's neither guy is going to have enough gas to finish another one, though. Both of these if guys go- are going to get still gassed. If it goes past the first, I love Lewis even more because Lewis has gone the distance before. Ty Tuivasa so, uh, really hasn't. Yeah, it has been a long, been a long time. Been a long time. It has been two years since he's gone the distance. It's been the same exact time, February eighth, twenty twenty, and sorry, it's been through two years since. Uh, Derek Lewis has gone the distance two and a half since Ty Tuivasa has gone the distance. I still like the under. I like Lewis a minus one eighty, and I like the under of one and a half a minus one eighty. I refuse to bet Derek Lewis on that big of a favorite because I have bet him the only time I ever bet on Derek Lewis. He fucks me over every time I bet on him. So I'm not betting. On him. I'm bet on it the is- guy that I would love to see. Knock him the fuck out and send him home. You can't say you hate Derek Lewis. Stop that. I don't Stop like him. It. Oh, fuck off. Yes, you do. I'll never forget that time we're at a bar and whatever fucking town it was in Kentucky. We were there for the – actually, it's kind of funny. We're talking about this on a Bengals Super Bowl. We were there for a Dolphins-Bengals game. It was the McGregor uh, – Nurmagomedov fucking fight. We had a Travis Lime scooted across the river to an Irish bar – in this northern bumfuck town of Kentucky, and we watched the fights, and Derek Lewis fought. He was getting his ass the entire game, entire fight against Alexander Volkov, and then KOs him. We've like covered this before because I was fucking locked in the bathroom. I got stuck in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. I came out, and I missed the end of the fight because I was, I was like, this fight fucking sucks. I'm going to the bathroom. And I got, I got stuck in there. <laughs> I got stuck in the bathroom. So... So uh, I, I, I wouldn't mind seeing Ty Tuva. I, I just want to see a fun fight. I would rather see my under hit in this bet than anything because I think that is the most value over Lewis. You want to, if you want to, you want to play uh kind of devil's advocate. They both within the, within a five month period got knocked out by junior Dos Santos. <laughs> Someone's getting knocked out. Someone's get either here. here here's how this fight's going to play out. Either two of us is going to come out too quick and gas himself and try to knock out Lewis, or two of us is going to come out and knock Lewis out quickly. There's here, here, here's something that makes me feel a little bit more confident. I think Ty Tuivasa wants it and needs it more. Derek Lewis is at that point in his career where it's like, I mean, he's he, already, he's already he, retired and came back. That's what I'm saying. He, re, I mean, he really doesn't care. He's there for a payday and to go home and eat his wife's ass. That's what he talks about all the time. Yeah. Daichu Ivasa needs this fight a lot. Okay. Man, we like a lot of dogs in this card then. Middleweight bout is the next bout. This should be a fun one too, actually. Number three contender in middleweight. uh, middleweight, uh, Because I think the winner of this fight gets the winner of the main event fight. Jared Cannonier, minus 165, versus the number four contender, Derek Brunson. Plus one of one forty five. You know it's a fun fact. Derek Brunson has won five in a row, and of those five, 
he has not lost a fight since he dyed his hair blonde. He looks so stupid. He, he looks like an action figure, the way he's built. Like, he literally looks like a toy so, action figure. Uh, someone else. Who, 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 what other guy dyes their hair blonde? Another, one of the, another black UFC fighter dyes his hair blonde. Who is it? I don't know. But anyway. On it. Either way. He's coming off an absolute beatdown of Darren Till back in September. Cannoneer has only lost one fight since switching to middleweight. From White Bobby Knuckles, 2018, and that was the Robert Whitaker. Yes, it was. That's the only loss. I think this is like a very stylistic point to death matchup. I don't think it's going to be a very fun fight. I think it's going to be a very pointy fight. I like the over in this one. Over two and a half, minus one ten, one and a half units. I don't hate it, but whenever, uh, whenever. Cannoneer made the made the jump up like he kind of went on a run and just knocked some fuckers out. Cannoneer made the made, made the jump down. Or sorry, made the yeah. jump down. He started knocking some fuckers out because he's powerful. He's fought he and he's fought some good people and he's only really lost to the best. Yeah, he's lost to Glover Teixeira, Jan Blahovitz, and Rob Dominic Reyes and Robert Whitaker. <laughs> but Brunson, Brunson's, but Brunson's on a run right now that I think is like almost unprecedented. I mean, he has, but he also the the quality of fighters outside of Darren Till are just and meh, even even Darren Till, it, it, even Darren Till, it, it's a middleweight Darren Till. It's not it's not welterweight Darren Till. It's middleweight Darren Till. Like he, yeah, he knocked out Edmund Shabazian. Cool, the dude was way overhyped. Uh, Decision to Kevin Holland, decision to Ian Heinish, and decision to Elias Theodoro. I don't even know who the fuck that is. That's why I like the over because I think he, I think Derek Brunson fights smart fights. Whether he's winning or losing, he's not going to get KO'd or finished. I, I mean, I think that's the only way Derek Brunson wins is if it goes to decision and he sits on him. I still don't think he that, wins that way. I think Cannoneer knocks him out. So Travis likes, but it could be. A decision by Cannoneer. Cannoneer's definitely won, ha, has won by decision before. It's not, it's not out of the ordinary. He has four, er, sorry, three wins by decision of his 14. So, so Travis likes Cannoneer. I like, I like Cannoneer by knockout. This next one, I don't even know why we should talk about it. It's going to be a bloodbath. The Bantamweight bout, Kyler Phillips, minus 400 against Marcelo Rojo, plus 300. I'm not even going to bet this fight because it's a joke why it's even on this card. If anything, you, you, if you're building a parlay, you just throw Kyler Phillips in it. Yep, pretty much. I mean, he's not going to lose. So We said that. Remember that one user fight we watched when I used to live with Charlemagne? That plus 1,000 favorite one? Remember that shit? He like took the fight Dude, on last minute. Nuts, so Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was nuts. Uh, this past weekend, there, uh, there for a little bit, when I bet the I bet the fight, Smile on Sam Alvey, who's like, Oh, for his last fucking 400 fights, uh, fought Brandon Allen, who stepped in on like short notice. Brandon Allen was like minus 500, and I threw him in a parlay, and he was looking rough in the first round. I was like, "You fucking kidding me? This is gonna happen. He's gonna lose at minus 400." Don't don't ever underestimate a fighter at whatever odds it is. No, anything no. can happen. Anything. It's just like football. Any given Sunday, one one punch. This this first fight on the main card, though, I'm pumped about. Love it. Light lightweight bout. 
Bobby Green, longtime UFC vet, minus 140 favorite against Nazrat Hakparast. He's plus 120. Call me crazy. I like Nazrat. I think he's a more oh, skilled I love fighter. Him. He's always, dude, the man is 13 and four in his career, and he is always, the always, always. Yeah. yeah. And the dude's That's lethal. He, he should fucking register his hands as fucking weapons. <laughs> I'm serious. The dude's got nine knockouts of his 13 wins. I mean, Bobby Green has nine too, but the man's fought in fucking 45, 41 fights professionally. Man, the man has been around for the last four, you know, Matt, Matt major wars. Like he, he's been fighting since Nam. I mean, seriously. he's 35 and Nazareth's 26, a lot younger. Uh, Nazareth has the one inch reach. He's, he's always, he's so, undervalued, underappreciated, underdog mentality. I love it. He really is. I think he's going to be looking to avenge that loss. He lost the decision to Dan Hooker back in December. Nazrat Hackbrass, the plus 120 dog. I love that. That's one we – so we, we agree on that. We agree on the, 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 the title fight. Those three in the middle, there's some – you can pick and choose. Um, honestly, don't know how much I'm actually going to bet on this because I want to save my betting for Super Bowl Sunday. My for sure bets are Nazrak. My for sure bet is under one and a half in the Lewis Tuivasa fight, and probably the over in the Adesanya Whitaker fight. And I'll probably bet on Whitaker just because. Those are my for sures. You are gonna want to bet on the under on the undercard prelims. <clears throat> I was gonna I was gonna ask if you like anything. I was gonna, I was gonna ask Go you like anything on on the undercard. I didn't see anything crazy that I liked. Uh, I like William Knight uh, plus one forty five in his matchup. The man is a fucking statue. He is so big. He's built like a Mack truck. He could fucking sleep you with one punch. And look in the guy that he's fighting, Maxine Grisham. It looks looks scrawny and skinny. Love the value for William Knight. He's eleven and two. Only lost two fights. Plus one forty-five. I I will second that. I'm looking at right now. William Knight is the first fight on the prelims. It is a looks like this is a light heavyweight fight, dude. Holy shit! And the other guy's not. Yes, the other guy has five inches and he's six foot three. But William Knight is just stout and built like a fucking Mack truck. Maxim Grisham's been around a long time. Thirty-one nine and two. His last fight was a loss. William Knight's 90% KO rate is insane. Um, yeah, I could – he lands 3.5 strikes per minute. 65% of his strikes are significant strikes. Yeah. His no. significant strike accuracy is 70%, which is wild. So he's connecting a lot. I think I think he can do – He also averages – he also averages two takedowns per 15 minutes and this Maxim Grisham guy only is averaged 0.38. Yeah, dude, honestly, this William Knight guy should be a two unit money line dog. Underdog. Bet. Yeah, I like it. Other than that, there's not a lot on the undercards. I like a lot. No, not a lot. You want to take a flyer on uh Roxanne Mata Ferry, the freaking journey woman who see, I mean, for real, she's 25 and 20, but she's plus three ten in her fight. Against uh, Casey O'Neill, eight, eight, eight no, eight no, no, thank. But you. dude, no thank. Hey, you never know when you fight a girl that's been around as long as Roxanne Modafferi. 
Casey O'Neill lands Never. five and a half significant, significant strikes per minute. <laughs> Roxanne Modafferi can absorb anything, and if she takes you down, you are not getting up. You're not getting up. Makes sense because she absorbs 4.92 strikes per minute. <laughs> hey, I believe it. I mean, when she, but if she takes you down, you might be fucked because she knows what to do. Uh, Casey O'Neill grappling. 3.83 takedowns per 15 minutes. Roxanne, 1.3. Uh, her takedown, Casey O'Neill's takedown defense, 60, 66%. Casey O'Neill has a 1.43 submission average per 15 minutes. Roxanne Matafari, 0.08. I never said she submits you. I'm saying she knows what to do. I'm, t- I'm not going to bet it. You're going to take a flyer. I'm telling you right now. If Roxanne Matafari wins at fucking plus 300, you already hear. Uh, somebody I don't mind betting on is the long, long, long time UFC vet. Hey, Andre Arlovsky. Yeah, Andre Arlovsky. He's obviously, he's 32 and 20, which is insane. It's, uh, that's insane to even say out loud. He's fun. This other guy UFC. sucks. Yeah. He's 12 and six. That's not great. Yeah. This other guy, he lands a little bit more significant strikes per minute, but he absorbs five and a half per minute almost. So I like Andre Arlovsky. In that, in that last nice, fight. 140. That's some good value there. There you go. So we're going William Knight, Andre Arlovsky, Nazrat Hack Parask. Jarrett likes the under and Derek Lewis. So that we can make that the official play. And then the over in the main event. And then maybe sprinkle a little bit on Robert Whitaker, Bobby Knuckles. Yeah, I, I, I think I think we'll have a lot more fun watching it if we just do that too, to be honest with you. Yeah, we'll see. So, we'll see what happens. We still got a week of college basketball gambling. Hope you guys enjoyed. We got a big Super Bowl weekend. Eat, eat yourself to death. Jared's got something yes. else to say. No, I was saying yes, sir. I was, I was rocking out. Yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah. So eat, eat a bunch of food, drink, get drunk. If you've listened this far, we've got a square game going on. Got some leftover squares. Go ahead and see if we want some. Yeah, we got some leftover squares. Hit that up. Hit up the Patreon. Get the basketball plays. Play us some house money on Sunday. Uh, and, yeah, tune in for that. We will put on some content later this week. Follow us on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, at Two Drunk Brothers. And we'll see you then. Peace. Peace. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 